When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always, Akiva Wienicker. Akiva, how's it rolling? You know, are we really doing two podcasts in one week? I feel like this is good. It feels like uh, 32 Fans in 32 Days all over again, uh, you know, with podcasting every day. You thought you had a lighter week because you don't have a Seinfeld podcast this week. Instead, you get two of me. That's right. I feel like, uh, do I get paid overtime this week? No, just all the money you get paid for the Rob podcast, uh, you get paid for this one instead. Oh, okay. Just switching here. I got it. Yeah. Uh, two times zero is still zero. Listen, you don't know my... In, in high school, I had a teacher once who told me I had the intelligence of 200 horses. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, that's a tremendous compliment because let's assume that each horse has an IQ of one, which is fairly low. And I feel yeah. like it probably... 200 no, times insane. one is 200. Yeah. And he said 200 times zero is zero, and then he kicked me out of class. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of class a lot in high school. Uh, yeah, Does that work, kicking people out of class? <laughs> I mean, it depends, because on the one hand, it's almost like a paid vacation. Like, all right, now you get to go hang out in the hallway. You know, you get to go hang out with your friends. It's a reward. Go to the pizza shop across the street. Exactly. So it kind of depends. Uh, you would get these... Um, You'd, you'd get these blue cards or maybe green cards. I forget what color they were. Every time you got kicked out. And if you got too many of them, I guess there could be some kind of consequence. But I don't know. High school was so long ago. I, I have so few memories of high school at this point in my life. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I was thinking like how how old we are. Yeah. Uh, and we've almost been out of high school for as long as like, you know, half our lives yeah. at this point. Yeah, we yeah we graduated high school 15 years ago. Um, the the thing is like when I see high school kids with their parents, I now identify with the parents, not the kids, which is really weird. I mean, for you for do for sure because your oldest kid is already like 11 or something, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, but, almost. Yeah. Um, but I still, when I see college kids, I still identify with college kids more than their parents. So I'm at like that cutoff. If you're like 19 or 20, I identify with you. But if you're like 14, I'm like you know right. Get dressed I, and stuff. Right. My sister is yeah. like a few months out of high school. Yeah, you've got the weird, because you have older kids, but you also have younger siblings. Right, yeah. So you're in, like, both worlds. Yeah, well, and that's just, it's just, like, a continuous line in my life, because the yeah. difference between my youngest sister and my oldest daughters is, like, less than four years, I think. Yeah, so, uh, like, your your daughter doesn't call your sister aunt, whatever. It's just her first name. Oh, right? for sure not. Yeah, that would be insane. I mean, I think my sister probably would prefer it, but I don't think that my kids do it. <laughs> I mean, my, my daughter's taller than both of my sister's. <laughs> much taller your 10 year old daughter is that tall she's really tall yeah yeah. she's like five yeah. one already isn't, really isn't she like gymnastics isn't height like a bad no thing the baby the, the, the my younger daughter is like three feet tall she's in gymnastics oh all right so what's the 10 year old doing the 10 year uh basketball she's a basketball monster oh, of course of course yeah. yeah um you used you used to talk on the south of podcast about how you couldn't beat your wife in one-on-one in basketball she's really good i mean she's pretty much retired now but she was a really good basketball player what about your your 10 year old daughter you guys I've play one on one. What's the score? I've n- I've only seen her play once. Like she she switched from gymnastics to basketball because she got too tall last year. Yeah, and I went to like a tournament just a few weeks after she started, and she dominated the tournament. 
She just like she didn't know how to play, but she got every rebound until she eventually hit the layup on every play, and then like you know would put her hands up and could block shots. And she had no clue what she was doing. She can't dribble. She couldn't then. Maybe a year later she can. But uh, you know she was dominant. Uh, you know because she's so much taller than the kids her age. Yeah, and she's got some of her mom's jeans as well, apparently. Yeah, well, I have no athletic jeans. Yeah, not a lot of athletic jeans coming from the dad's side. No, I mean, if, if like, maybe she's good at watching sports. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, yesterday we did our NBA preview podcast and um, also came in the mail. I bought my son an Andrew Wiggins jersey. Uh, by the way, that was because it was way cheaper than a uh, toddler-sized Carl Anthony Towns jersey. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to him all excited this morning, and he said, I don't want that. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, I'm a fan of the green team, the Celtics. Now, how does he even know about the Celtics? He's three. So I said, no, no, we're fans of the blue team, the Timberwolves. And he said to me, no, no, he said, Daddy, we're already fans of the same football team and hockey team and baseball team. So it's okay oh, to be fans of different basketball teams. I agree. I think that's fair. I actually think no, it's not fair. He's smarter he not than be getting you already. A... That's such a good compromise if you said that. He's like a genius. <laughs> he will not be getting a Celtics jersey. Uh, I'm taking him to the uh, Timberwolves-Nets game in a couple of weeks. And hopefully yeah. he will see a – He's going to root for the Nets. He's going to be like, ooh, Jeremy Lin. He's excited. No, no, nobody can root for the Nets. Come on. The, the Lin and Lopez combo. Yeah. Um, that, so that'll be a good game for the year by then. Yeah, my son has good luck. The Yankees obviously uh, destroyed the Twins over the last 15 years, like to a comical level. And yet, when my son goes to the games, the Twins are three and one against the Yankees the last few years. So uh, maybe, hopefully, he'll be a good luck. Uh, but ho- the Timberwolves should not. If the Timberwolves are losing to the Brooklyn Nets, then uh, the season is not going to be what a lot of people hope it will be for Minnesota. But uh, basketball is yesterday. We're here to talk football. Yeah. Well, now I want to talk basketball. Yesterday I was like, whatever. But now the Spurs. Or apparently, you know, the best team. Yeah. <laughs> All I didn't realize, but for the last 18 years, Tim Duncan was holding back the Spurs. Exactly. <laughs> Without him, they're just absolutely unstoppable. That game really makes no sense whatsoever. It was a fluky game. And also the Spurs are missing Danny Green, who's so important, especially against a team like yeah. that, because he's such a good defender. Yeah, so now you're back on the Spurs. You're going to take the over. Yesterday you were saying definitely take the under. No, I the think because they could, if they're like, you know, 50 and 3. Then they could rest Kawhi and LaMarcus for a few weeks, and, and <laughs> then they'll go under. All right. Okay, so let's get to football. Um, before we get to week eight, uh, you know, we'll just touch on the six teams on a bye. The Rams and Giants are coming back. Uh, the Rams, you know, uh, the, the only question, I think, is, like, why is Jared Goff not playing at any point? Well, it's not the plan for him to play. Similar with, you know, to the Jets and Christian Hackenberg, like, the plan was not to play him this first so you're year. You're comparing Goff to Hackenberg. Well, no, that was not the plan. Clearly, in Hard Knocks, that was not the plan. It's just that he underwhelmed so much. Yeah, but, but at a certain point, the number one overall pick saw, has to- Obviously, if you're good enough, you can play. It's once they saw how bad he was, they realized, oh, he's got to sit out the year. You don't so want he's going to sit out the whole. We're going to see sixteen games of Case Keenum. No, I don't think. I don't think we'll see sixteen games. But I just think that they need to push this off for as long as possible because they know that Goff is not ready. He's not going to come in and play well. So I saw somebody game, said on Twitter. I saw somebody said on Twitter, and it's a good point. They said, if you if you're a franchise with any kind of brains whatsoever, and the Rams probably aren't, considering you know that they keep extending Jeff Fisher, you have a plan. And your plan for Jeff for Jared Goff, it should be irrelevant whether Case Keenum plays well or not, because ultimately Case Keenum is not the answer. So his performance should not dictate when Goff it's gets not, in the game. It's not dictating, obviously. So, so you're saying Goff is so bad? Yeah, Goff stinks. Goff couldn't beat at Case Keenum, who stinks. All right. Um, okay, so that's the Rams, the Giants. You Wait, know, can we talk they about are... bias for a second? Like Len bias? No, bias. Just the general oh, uh, bias concept. schedule this okay. year. Uh, yeah. So there's like a bunch of the next few weeks. There's a lot of sixes, a couple fours. 
Yeah. You know, we've had it's been pretty light so far with twos and four teams on bye. Yeah. Week twelve, there's no bye. Two teams have a bye in week thirteen in December. Yeah. yeah. How weird is that? Is that is that because they're no? It's not a London game because this week we have the last of the London games. Yeah, I have no so, yes. idea why. It's just it, you know, I guess they didn't want to. They they can't give buys the Thanksgiving week because they it's already the you know so light with games because essentially six teams have a bye. But okay, so Thursday. that's the answer. So that's why they have a week thirteen. And also to be fair, it's Cleveland and Tennessee, so it's not teams who are worried about making the playoffs and no. getting an unfair advantage. No, I don't know yeah. what they need a buy from. Like they may as well just yeah. start their off season <laughs> three weeks early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that I think that's a slap in the face when the NFL tells you you were giving you the buy in week thirteen because it's known that a lot of teams think it's unfair if their competitors have a late buy because it's an advantage, you know, going to the playoffs. Right. So when you get a buy that late, it's the NFL saying, yeah, we don't think there's any chance. Right. Their play. competitors complain, but their competitors were like the team's also going for the number one pick in yeah, the draft. Exactly. The, the buy is a disadvantage because it helps them get healthy and has a better chance of winning, yeah, which they don't want to do at that point. Yeah. All right. So um, so that's but the Rams. Wait, I believe the in, the, in the infamous 1993 18-week season with two buys a team, yeah. I yeah. think there were buys in week 17 even or week 18. Well, there was – before Houston came into the league, there was an odd number of teams. And so, yeah, there were buys. Right. Yeah. It was a, everyone had a buy. Yeah. Even in week one. Yeah, but again, they were trying to schedule it where they were trying to make predictions about who was going to be good. Or it's crazy they had odd number of teams. Yeah, well, you can't always, you know, what <laughs> if so if it's the crazy next time that the were... NL, like the AL, got away with this larceny of having fourteen teams forever. When the NL, you had to, you know, beat out five. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great as an American League fan. And, and the NBA had well, the NBA had twenty nine teams forever. Yes, luckily, and what's weird is there really hasn't been an expansion team in in sports in so long now. Like, yeah, who's the last the expansion long- team? The Bobcats? Yeah, it's been the longest it's been um, in our lifetimes. Oh, well before our uh, lifetimes. Before I think our lifetimes. Since yeah, like probably, 50s, going back, probably. probably going back to 1950, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, but I, and who's the next team? Then who's the next sport that's going to expand? Because 32 is oh, such a good number for the NFL. We've reached saturation point. You know, the NFL ultimately wants to well, expand. Hockey, to I don't think hockey, them. I think hockey go to 32 easily. I think that's probably. No, hockey has too many teams. They, they don't have enough markets, right? I mean, well, all the these southern markets. They have the, the same issue. They, they move Detroit to the east, which is insane because now they have no, you know, they, they got really lucky the last few years that Chicago has been the elite team in the West. But what happens when it's like Edmonton or Calgary? Then you have yeah. like garbage Stanley Cup finals every year. Like, when you separate by east and west, which is a smart thing that the baseball and the NFL didn't do, you don't yeah. have to worry about big markets, which were primarily on the East Coast. Yeah, but the reason that hockey and basketball have to do that, partly, or historically anyways, was travel. I yes. guess you could say now they're all flying, you know, private jets. It doesn't really matter. No, I, I mean, I, it still, like, makes sense. I understand the players' union, yeah. I'm sure, prefers it. Yeah. All right. People come here to hear their um, hockey uh, divisional alignment talk. But yeah, so okay, so that's the Rams, the Giants. Uh, San Francisco's on a bye this week. Nobody cares about them. The, Ra- the Ravens, who you know started out with those three wins and look like, oh, they're going to weasel their way into a wild card that they don't deserve. They're back under 500. Uh, as we mentioned yesterday, they went into New York and soundly lost to your Jets, yeah, as you I were predicted. Really, you were really uh, you know, on target when you said they were going to just do nothing when they were 3-0. Yeah. And, well, because I mean, again, the Ravens and the Jets are both, frankly, seven and nine, eight and eight type teams. It's just that one had a harder oh, schedule to start, and one had an easier Jets schedule. Are not a seven and nine team. Yeah, they are. They, th- that's why they can beat teams like the Jets, like the Ravens, you know, because they're both similar teams. And so, the, I would say I watched, you know, the Ravens this week and hadn't seen a lot of them the first six weeks. My only issues with the Ravens are they can't run the ball, they can't tackle. Uh, and they have no good skill position players. Yeah. The, and the funniest thing is that Pro Football Focus had them number one in their power rankings just two weeks ago, which is nuts. Right. I mean, they should blow up their power rankings because that's insane. They, I mean, 
They beat nobodies. You can't get rewarded for yeah. that. Well, 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 they grade every player based on the you know they gave a one to a hundred grade of every single player, and then they just did cumulative um, the players for every single team. So yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing over there. Um, yeah, so Baltimore's on a buy, and then of course we have Pittsburgh and Miami on a buy. Two teams going in opposite directions. Miami, JHI, who was a backup who couldn't get on the field for years, all of a sudden you know 200 yards of back to back games, only the fourth person in NFL history to do that. Uh, in my fantasy league, the guy who owns him had him on the bench. Uh, in week six, which is understandable, but then he had him on the bench this week as well. That's crazy. <laughs> Especially when you know he's in last place in our league and he's averaging like 20 points per game fewer than the next person. And yet, Jay Ajayi's 200 yards per game can't find his way into his lineup. Yeah, um, I drafted Ajayi in almost every league, but I did cut him in a couple leagues, so I, you know, I didn't really get yeah. the benefit of it. Yeah. But you always feel that, that's what I had with David Johnson last year. And then you always feel like you get some kind of credit, but you really, if anything, you get negative credit. Yeah. In 1999, uh, which was the Kurt Warner year, obviously, you know, greatest show on turf, the Rams, et cetera. Um, Kurt Warner was owned in my league, you know, a two quarterback league, of course, in high school. So I mean, everybody, that swings every single. But hold on. The guy who owned Kurt Warner dropped him after week one. Or maybe oh, it was did, even week two. Did he have a bad week one? Well, I don't even know. I think he just was trying. He decided he wanted to pick somebody else up. And he's like, oh, this is quarterback 28 or whatever. Yeah. I'm going up. I'm, I'm looking at Kurt Warner's. Uh, game log now from 1999 Let's yeah the story might was. be apocryphal no it was donnie shyman he dropped him i remember the details um let's see uh week one that year he had three touchdowns two interceptions and 309 yards and week two he had 275 yards and three touchdowns so no he did not have a bad week uh week six he only had 111 yards and one touchdown but he definitely dropped him either after week one or after week two but it was definitely not up. But it was after he had had three touchdowns in each and two, 300 yards in each of the first two weeks. So, yeah, Donnie Shaman was not the uh, greatest fantasy football player in high school. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So that's so Miami, we've discussed well, what's so what's their ceiling now if they're getting 200 yards in game from a guy? I mean, the sixth seed. That's it. You think they can make the playoffs? They could. Sure. Being competitive, like beating out the, the AFC West teams and being competitive in a playoff game and losing it. I don't think they will. I think I don't think Tannehill's good, but. I, I I like the coach a lot. I think they're moving in the right direction as a franchise. Well, the their problem is, frankly, that well, actually, it's not a problem because they've only played two divisional games. They and you know they they just they just beat Buffalo. So yeah, because you know you figure that the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, one of those teams is going to weasel away to nine wins. Yeah, or they'll all be like eight and eight. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I think that the entire AFC West is going to finish over 500. Yeah, I we'll think to so, Char- too, which is we'll why. We'll get to the Chargers. I'm very happy with my Chargers prediction so far. Um, all right. And then Pittsburgh's on a bye this week. You sort of chalk last week to Landry Jones, sort of the same way we did, you know, with the Patriots loss uh, before Brady came back. So I, I didn't really like I have, I have Pittsburgh six in my power rankings. I didn't punish them too much, even though they're only four and three. But I, I guess think- it depends how long Ben is, is gone when they come back from the bye. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is the team I'd least want to play in a playoff game in the entire NFL. Well, I just think I'd say New England, but I guess I I just think they keep coming at you and a fully healthy Pittsburgh team just has more talent than any other team in the league. Well, offensively. Yeah. But not on defense. I mean, but their All defense right. is so okay, so the weird thing is and you've seen a lot of articles this week that there's no great team in the NFL this season. And part of that is the top teams in the league, Philly, Seattle, Minnesota, all have below average, below average offenses. Not just like not great, but like below average in this NFL. Yeah, I think offenses. I think you meant to say Denver instead of Philly, but yeah. No, and 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 uh, don't Philly and Denver, all of those teams. Yeah, well, I'm just saying Philly's not an elite team. I'm sorry. But. Well, but they're number one in DVOA by a lot. Yeah. All right. 
the the Patriots were number fourteen. And then the right, and then the and then and then after that bounce. comes, there's a couple teams that are way um, weighted totally towards offense, which are I think Pittsburgh and I'm blanking on the second team right now. Um, but then there's real, and then the Patriots are skewed because they lost the game thirty one nothing that Brady didn't play yeah. in sixteen nothing. But yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, so those are our six teams on bye. We have a massive bye week. So let's let's rank the games this week uh, from worst to first. And the worst game of the week is the traditional Jacksonville Tennessee Thursday night matchup. Best game of the week, baby. <laughs> this game is awful. Uh, if you watch this game, your wife should probably divorce you, or your husband, or your partner, whoever your partner may be whatever people were trying to pretend that Tennessee was decent or that they had some kind of chance at winning that crappy division. Um, that's clearly not the case. Marcus Mariota has gone so much worse since last year. I mean, he's just, he's inaccurate. Uh, it, it, statistically, he's pretty much the same as last year though. No, well, here's the thing. They've gotten better than they possibly could have hoped for out of DeMarco Murray and their offensive line. Yeah. Their line is really good. Yeah. So Mariota has nobody to blame. He stinks. I'm sorry. Well, he has one of the worst, if not the worst, receiving core in the NFL. No, I disagree. He, I mean, Tajay Sharp is supposed to be good. Delaney Walker is supposed to be good. You know, he's no, Delaney good. Walker is good. Tajay Sharp is not supposed to be good. He just gets playing. Your thing from a fantasy football perspective, where he gets playing time because everyone else is even more garbage than he is. I don't know. I think that I think a lot of times you look at receivers and then you sort of judge them based on their performance. But a lot of that, you know, Rashard Matthews, Kendall Wright, these guys. That could be a decent enough receiving core. If and also he has Demarco Murray, who's getting a lot of passes on the backfield. Who would, who would you trade? Whose receiving core would you trade for that one? Because I can't think of a single team in the NFL that's right now that's basically worse than that. Uh, Cleveland, San Francisco. Cleveland has Corey Coleman and Terrell Pryor, substantially better than Tennessee. Okay, Corey Coleman's played what three games in his career? Okay, he's already Pryor, the, like he would four games. In his the career. Titans would give their left foot for Corey Coleman. So why are you judging that and not Tajay Sharp and Rashard Matthews, also young guys who have done supposed- nothing? Uh, Coleman's done nothing also. It, with Tajay Sharp, some first-round pick who's supposed to be a star. All right, uh, um, let's naming other teams. The Rams. Well, actually, the Rams uh, receivers have looked pretty good lately. I mean, the Rams so. have bad receivers, but I still prefer theirs to the, the Titans have the thirty-second best receivers in the NFL. No. Uh, San Francisco, come on. Carolina. I mean, Corey Smith would be their number one, and Jeremy Curley would be the Titans' one. So no, no. Jeremy, no. Jeremy Curley wouldn't play on most teams in the NFL. Yeah, you're, Jeremy Curley is an excellent slot receiver. You're crazy. Oh my god. I saw him play for five years. He's really good. Yeah. All right, we're not we're not going to argue with Jeremy Curley anymore. Anyways, this is a terrible game. He's had a hundred yard, you know, receiving games in the playoffs. Jeremy Curley, Jacksonville, Tennessee. The only okay. question is, you know, why is Jacksonville? Sharp was a fifth yet? round draft pick at a UMass this year. You're putting him in the whole. Okay, Stephon Diggs was a fifth round draft pick. You're, you think in fantasy football terms? You're you don't. I don't. No, Tasha Sharp's been worthless in fantasy football. I should know that. I traded for him. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Um, I'm picking the tight. I'm doing the Titans, and I would like to see Jacksonville fire their coach already. I think it was Mike Lombardi. Somebody said this week, like, of course the Jaguars aren't going away from Blake Bortles because the minute you bench Bortles, everyone gets fired. Um, but the Bortles thing, and I say this as someone who was a lot invested in Bortles. He's he was a keeper of mine in fantasy this year. Uh, in the two, in my he's two, still two getting two, those so garbage points in the fourth quarter. He's bad though. Like he's, you know, he does his last. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing Cousins and Tyra Taylor over him every week at this point. Um, the I, they're just so bad. Bortles has regressed. He's not. He didn't even really get the garbage points this past week. Um, yeah, the Jaguars are just pathetic. I, 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 Gus Bradley should have been fired two years ago. This is bananas at this point. 
Yeah, it's it is. Um, so I'm picking the Titans. Who are you picking? The Titans. I, I mean, who cares? Yeah. We shouldn't right. even pick this game. The ra- yeah, what well, are the we, ratings for this game going to be? We should really like take a deep dive into that. Well, they're lucky. There's nothing. Is there's nothing big going against it tomorrow night? Is there? I mean, literally, there's, like the act of like walking to the car is going against it. Like anything is more interesting than Titans Texans Titans Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's football, so it'll, it'll still have decent ratings. Uh, by the way, in in our uh, in our uh, podcast NFL uh, pick and pool, we should uh, give a little update there. Akiva Wienerker is uh, now tied for second. Ooh. Although I have more points than you, but I'm in 21st place because just like in my fantasy football league, I've just gotten awful schedule luck. So even though I'm, I have one point, I'm in second, I have the second most points in the league. I'm in like the 96th percentile on ESPN or something, but um, I'm three and four. Luckily for me, we had made the rule that the last two playoff spots go not to the 15th and 16th teams in the standings, but the teams with the most points out of the top 16. All right. I'm in this and you're boring me, so I can only fathom yeah. the people. Are well, I'm right. just saying that if the season, if the season ended today. And it should, uh, would, I wish it really, I really wish it did end today. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. You and you would be the two seed. I would be the 15 seed. We'd be Ooh, playing each other in the playoffs. Big matchup. Yeah. Um, even though, again, I have more points than you, but uh, but you would be the two seed. So uh, that should be exciting. Uh, we'll keep track of that. See if uh, if if the uh, podcast hosts can uh, match up against each other in the playoffs of our pick and pool. All right. So we're both picking Tennessee here. So uh, n- nothing there. The, the next better game of the week, I have the uh, 25th of my power rankings. Your New York Jets going into Cleveland. This should be another uh, win for the Jets as they continue to crawl their way back to 500 and just annoy you since you think that they're out of the playoffs anyway. It would be very Browns-like to win this game. The Jets have, I think, three or four losses in their history to one in 15 teams. So this would be, you know, very profound and, and, you know, another important milestone in Jets history if they could pull this one off and lose to Cleveland, which would obviously end their season. If they win, you're going to get a lot of, ooh, the Jets are going to make the playoffs at three and five talk before they go- lose to Miami next week by 30. Um, the Vikings once had a season where they lost to two one and fifteen teams. That is really was, amazing. Yeah, it was the Panther. There was two teams in the league who went zero and thirty versus the rest of the NFL. It was the Lions. Well, they, they went zero and twenty nine versus the rest of the NFL. And they went two and one against the Vikings. The Lions split with them, and Carolina uh, uh, beat the Vikings. I think in Week One or something like that, with a twenty nine year old rookie quarterback. Yeah, truly amazing. Um, if the Browns lose this game, yeah, zero and sixteen. We have to start. Well, I'm, I'm looking at their schedule. Yeah. I don't see this is and I and I think they are. I'm picking the Jets, of course, in this game. Well, I didn't realize McCown could be back this week. Oh, <laughs> shaking in your boots from McCown. I mean, right I, now I the Kess- is Kevin Hogan. Well, no, I think Kessler's going to play. Oh yeah, I forgot. You don't believe in concussions, so you want him to play. <laughs> what I'm looking at the schedule here. Uh, w- which game do you think the Browns are going to win? Well, first of all, this who one. are we picking in this game? <laughs> well, I picked oh, the Jets, yeah. but I think oh, the Browns have a Jets. fighting chance. Yeah, but this is. I guess they're playing the Ravens on Thursday night in a couple of weeks, but that's on Would the you road. Use the Jets as a survivor this week. I mean, let's talk survivor. You're, I don't think you're still alive in survivor. No, I'm out of it. But I'm out of it. I, I, I never take road teams in survivor. I would not take the Jets. There is no home team to take this week. There's no home team that's favored. Like, you can't take a home team. Yeah. It's, so, who would I take this week? I'm looking at it. Um, and then I'll mm, tell you, I took Seattle, maybe, or New England. I think Seattle, New England. But, I mean, do you want to waste them? No, know. you can't waste them. You don't. A lot of people don't even have one of those teams left. Yeah, uh, the Vikings. I'd say I take the Vikings. Yeah, that's who I took. I took the Vikings. Uh, but again, that's on the road. You just said you wouldn't take a road team, but this is the hardest. To ride well, you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't have much of a choice. Well, so that's the next game on my list of crappy games. The uh, Vikings go into Chicago. The the thirtieth ranked in my power ranking. Chicago stinks. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. Jay Cutler will be back. <laughs> 
I was kind of hoping the Vikings might get a chance to uh, benefit from the Matt Barkley experience. I mean, listen, if you can't beat Jay Cutler, then you guys are losing the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but you know what's not pleasant? When you go into a last Thursday night uh, in fantasy in a must-win for me, and you have both Cam Meredith and Zach Miller, and they're both expected to put up monster numbers against the Packers' bad uh, pass defense, and then Brian Hoyer breaks his arm, yeah. and Matt Barkley trots into the game. That was not good. I got one catch piece from each of those two bozos. Yeah, so you don't win. Yeah, I did not. I, I finished with the uh, third high score of the week in my league because I had a great Sunday, but uh, did not win. All right. Um, next, I have Oak. Oh, so we're both picking the Vikings. Obviously, you you yeah. picked them in Survivor. Yeah. Oakland at Tampa is the next game on my list. Tampa Bay is getting a little bit too much love. Oh, it's a pretty decent three. game. This could be a really interesting game. Uh, it could be. I still think that Tampa is one of the worst teams in the league, and I say that thinking that they still could win that division because their schedule really opens up for them nicely. And nine and seven is going to win this division. Remember, I was the one who said Atlanta was no better than an eight and eight team, and you mocked me. No, I'm still lost. mocking you. They're better than an eight and eight team. They're good. Well, they can't stop anybody on defense. They they lost at home to San Diego, so we'll get to them in a second. But I have Oakland going into Tampa. You're right. I think this is a good game. Actually, I'm not sure who to pick. I think I'll take Oakland. But if, if Tampa wins this game, I think they're in the driver's seat in that crappy I'm okay. division. So let's talk about Tampa. What they've done so far, they got destroyed by two teams that are really good. Right, the Cardinals. Are really good. Mm. The Cardinals uh, are really, really good. I, I they, they really are. Uh, uh, the Cardinals have had two games: the the Jets game and the Tampa game. They're the best team. Uh, the Jets have played like six of the top ten teams in the league, and the Cardinals are the best team we've played this year. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, they're just so they they really have so few weaknesses. Like they they added. Uh, well, first of all, they have a below av- they have a below average quarterback, an average quarterback. Uh, an old and and not particularly good quarterback who he had a great year last year. Their defense, look, Teron Matthew is not what he was last year. Their defense as a whole is not what it was last year. Uh, they just held Seattle to six points in 75 minutes. All right. Uh, Seattle had six points also. Uh, I mean, Arizona had six points also in that game. That was a terrible game. Uh, anyway, so they got killed by Denver and Arizona, and they lost the shootout to the Rams. But they won in Atlanta and in Carolina already. Like, that's not that's not bad. And well, they won in Carolina with Cam Newton out of the game. That was Derek Anderson. Right. But the, but just in terms of, like, making the and playoffs. Every, and everybody's beating Carolina. Yeah. In, making the, in terms of making the playoffs, like, they've beaten their yeah. two biggest rivals well, the, in the, the division. That's the why I think they're going to win the division at 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven, And I think they're going to make the playoffs because they're going to be 4-2 and two or maybe even 5-1 and one in the division. Because they banked that win in Carolina already. They banked that win in Atlanta already. But they so have a right. really They're... tough stretch. They have it at Chiefs hosting Seattle at San Diego stretch, which is really difficult coming up in November. Yeah, but again, but all you need to do to win this division is get to eight wins, maybe nine, mm-hmm. I think. But then, so. really, this it comes down to like they got to win the next two weeks because you got to beat the Falcons if you want to win the division. They, yeah, they got to beat the Falcons if they they get and then they, they have, have to sweep. They have to get four wins in the division, which means they got to beat the Falcons again, or they have to sweep the Saints. Yeah, they have the. They're, they're facing Carolina in Week 17 at home. That could be for the right. They get the Saints twice in December. They don't play the yeah. Saints to Week 14. Yeah, that's sort of weird. All right, so um, Oakland and Tampa. Who are you taking here? I mean, this is such a coin toss game. I would st- say so far away from my betting. Um, I'm going to take Oakland. All right. Okay. So we're still in agreement on everything. Boring. All right. The next game on my list I have is uh, Washington at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's middling along. They're they're fine. They're gonna they're gonna finish in a wild card spot. Uh, frankly, actually, they could win that division depending if if Roethlisberger's out for much longer. Uh, Washington again is another one of these teams like the Jets and the Ravens and half the NFL. They're an eight and eight team, and so yeah, it's I crazy. How many of these teams, but I mean, they they do some things really well. They are kind of interesting. I feel like Gruden should be getting a lot of credit. It's not it's, like it's just hard. Kirk Cousins, you never know when he's just going to make an abysmal pass, though. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati here. They're finally going to get the 500. I mean, something is wrong in Cincinnati. They miss you, Jackson. But I, I, if they can't win this game, it's over for them, basically. They're not making the playoffs if they lose this game. Oh, if they lose this game, probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to predict. Uh, but I think they're going to win. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, next on my list, another two of these sort of mediocre teams, Detroit and Houston. This week, everybody's writing the articles about how Matt Stafford's so awesome. Since Jim Bob Cooter showed up, he's, you know, like an MVP candidate. But this is the team that also they lost at home to Tennessee. What was it 15 to 13 or something like that? Mm-hmm. So um, Houston, Brock Osweiler might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I think the statistics say he is. I mean, Geno Smith was worse than worse than Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He's really, really bad, and you know, again, I've, DeAndre Hopkins. My fantasy team was built around him, so that's unfortunate. So here's the thing: Detroit people are sleeping on Detroit. Uh, their defense is pretty solid, and their quarterback is an MVP candidate. How many teams could say that? Well, I, I, I mean, again, they lost to the Bears, they lost to the Titans, so they lost to two of the worst five teams in the league. Yeah, but they have also beaten the Eagles and the Redskins and the Colts. Like, you know, they have well, the, the Eagles and we'll get to them. Are, the Eagles are an eight and eight team. Also, at least on the road, the Eagles have not beaten anybody. So, yeah, the, they, the Eagle, the Eagles have two impressive wins at home. We'll get to that. But beating the Eagles, not that exciting. And also the um, can I can I give you the margins of the Lions four victories? Well, every game they played here, are the margins of yeah. every game they played four, one, seven, three, one, three, three. Yeah. Every single game they play is close. Yeah, and the and they've only played they played two playoff caliber teams, the Packers and the Eagles. Everybody else they played is a below average team. Right. And they're one so, and one. Yeah. All right. So th- this is a team that yes, Matt Stafford has looked good, but yet they're not really they're not really playing that well. So they're gonna go into Houston. Do you know the <sighs> Lions have had five different running backs lead them in rushing in the last six weeks? Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries there, which hasn't helped, obviously. I think this week, Theoretic might come back or Washington might Can come back. Can you name all five running backs who have led the Lions in rushing since week two? So Riddick, Washington, mm-hmm. Forsett, Zenner. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a fifth one I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Who's the fifth one? Amir Abdullah. Oh, I forgot about him. He got injured so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot about him. The the guy who actually started as the starter. Yes. Uh, yeah. So so they, they've – but they, they passed them on more than any team in the league anyways. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ravens right. actually do, technically. But. So Detroit at Houston, I'm just going to really, really, really hope here um, just because I'm desperate for DeAndre Hopkins to do anything. Uh, if Osweiler can't uh, – you think Detroit has a good defense. I'm not really impressed with them. Again, Case Keenum lit them up. So um, I, I'm going to take Houston here, but this is another toss-up game. But a game, shockingly, where both teams are in the playoff race. Yeah, I, I, normally I would take the home team here, but I just think Detroit is a little bit better than Houston. I'm going to take Detroit. I think Detroit is also, I agree. I'm just, yeah, I'm taking the home team. So, all right, we got a disagreement finally. Next on my list, the uh, best team in the NFL by a massive, massive long shot, even though they're still not in the top five in DVOA. The New England Patriots, they go into Buffalo. Buffalo beat them 16-0 at home. There's uh, That was, you know, the uh, Jacoby Brissett, his second game. There's obviously no chance in hell that the Bills win this game. So I think this might even be considered a game that you might want to take the Patriots and Survivor, even though they're no, on the road. No, I think the Bills have a shot at winning this game in Buffalo. First of all, Rex Ryan, like for a couple of weeks, he seemed confident again. What, what the hell? Why did he force uh, Shady to play in Miami last week when he was clearly not ready and he just got injured further? His hamstring. Uh, it made no sense. I don't know. He's coaching for his job. He's got to get. Uh, yeah. What I mean, long term value Reggie, does this? Reggie Bush 80, was the running back on the most important drive of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, Bush is so washed up, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, when Arian Foster announced his retirement, Reggie Bush should have, like, you know, just jumped aboard that Oh, one. totally. He should have been yeah. like, yep, yep, me too. Yeah, nevertheless, he's the one who was scoring the touchdown and getting the two-point conversion because uh, that, well, he that's how... Like, real, like, he kind of fumbled at the goal line. They just ruled Yeah. So, um, New England goes into Buffalo. They win this game easily, I think. I only have it this high because, you know, it is the best team in the league. I'm going to so. say Buffalo 31, New England 30. Oh, wow. So, big upset predicted there. Yeah. And again, you got you got to make these picks in our pool as well. So, uh, Oh, I'm definitely not. I'm almost certainly oh, conservative in the pool. All right. Save the hot takes for the podcast, not for real. Yeah, save the hot takes for the podcast. All right, uh, next on my list, I have Seattle going into New Orleans. In terms of the gap between the teams on my power rankings, this is actually the biggest gap of the week. Uh, no, excuse me, the Vikings-Bears uh, is the biggest gap of the week. But Wait, this is speaking the of biggest. the Patriots in Seattle, so... In a couple of weeks, the Patriots play Seattle on Sunday Night Football, which maybe will stem the bad ratings. That's about as big a game as we could have yeah. this year. But then two weeks later, uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, the Patriots are scheduled to play at the Jets on Sunday Night Football. What are the chances that doesn't get flexed out? Well, if the Jets keep winning. Yeah, but the Jets basically would have to win between now and, and when they make But also, decisions. I think that they're desperate to have stars on TV, so they want Tom Brady on TV. Oh, totally, yeah. They Oh, I thought you were going to say they, they need uh, they need Robbie Anderson and Sharon Peak of the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Quincy and Um So here's, like, you watch Seattle. Their offense has tons of problems. First of all, Russell Wilson's not running the ball at all. Their offensive line is in shambles. But the difference between, like, them and the Vikings, for example, is that if you have a really bad offensive line, but you have a top-five quarterback, you can get away with it. Yeah, and and Michael's so, better than than Asiad and McKinnon. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that, but oh, I'm I sure. like Mc, I like McKinnon a lot. Yeah, uh, uh, McKinnon and Asiad combined for 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns two years ago when Peterson was suspended for the year. The yeah. problem this year is not the running backs. The problem is the offensive line. I, I happen to really like Michael. I, uh, he looks dangerous every time he touches the ball. By the way, we skipped right over the Vikings. Um, should we talk about that Vikings Philly game, or should we talk about when we get to Philly? No, let's just not talk about it. Well, I. Well, I'm going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it now. How about that? The Vikings what defense. To say? It was a fluky game. There was a million turnovers. Well, yeah. the two yards. So, so, okay. So, so, okay. So, yeah. So the the positive spin, if you're a Vikings fan, is as you said, it's a fluky game. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. They had the ball inside the five yard line three times and came away with zero points. Um, you know, they they had an interception return to the two. If he gets in the end zone, they take a seven nothing lead. The game's totally different. Instead, they get stopped to the two, and then Bradford ends up throwing a pick. They had six fumbles in the game. They fumbled a punt return. They gave up a kick return for a touchdown. So, sort of everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And the defense still played outstanding. The Eagles got nothing going on offense. All their points I mean, they, were from the they, turnovers. Like, they made Carson Wentz look so bad that like Eagles fans yeah. are questioning if exactly. he's going to be good. But the flip side of that is that the Vikings offensive line is so terrible. I mean, it's just they can't run the ball at all. They and they, they Bradford's getting hit on every play. The, you know, at least he hasn't got injured yet, but right, Bra- Bradford happened. Yeah, Bradford had 108 quarterback rating under pressure going into this week, which was by, far and away the best in the league and was insane. And then this week, his quarterback rating under pressure was 16, which is more like what you expect. You mm-hmm. can't have a quarterback getting hit every time. So, like, yeah, it's a fluky game and you can toss out the six fumbles and all that. But I, I'm still afraid. Like, you would ask me, oh, this team could still win a Super Bowl, Sean Hill. Like, it, it, for, it, the, the quarterback isn't the issue. The offensive line is the issue. Their offensive line is so terrible. Both of their tackles are on IR. They signed Kyle Long, and I was excited about it because at least I had heard about him. He Jake gave Long. up two – excuse me, Jake Long. He gave up two strip sack fumbles. I mean, there was a reason so, that no one in the NFL want, would go near him because everyone yeah. knew he was washed up. Joe Thomas and Joe Staley are both possibly available for trade now. The Browns are saying they want like a second-round draft pick. And the Vikings should do what the problem is, that they are, they're right up against the cap. They have zero cap room. I mean, you can't trade for a good player. It's impossible. Well, so I was wondering this, and I should ask somebody who actually knows things, which I'm not personally ask probably me. you are either. Me. Yeah, yeah, ask me. Can, can you, the way you can do in the NBA, can you trade contracts? So, for example, could the, let, let's say that the Browns want a second-round draft pick, right, for, for Joe Thomas, but the Vikings can't afford him. Could the Vikings trade Adrian Peterson 
and let's say yeah, two dep- second round it, draft it picks. Depends, it depends on the player's contract, I think. So, in other words, could they trade dead money that they have to one of their injured guys? Because there's they, they can't take on Thomas because they're at the cap. So they'd have to get rid of you know one of their guys who's on IR. I, don't, I, I think the way it works, the the simple answer is no. So then they, there's no way they can get Thomas or Staley. You're saying no, you can't get a high priced guy if you're if unless you're way below the cap, like a yeah. team like the well, unfortunately, the Vikings need both of them. So I'm very worried about that. But uh, see, the only good thing New is Orleans. sometimes like uh, offensive lines, you know, they'll play together three four weeks and they'll gel and and you know they'll sort of work as a unit and figure things out. These guys aren't gelling. Well, first of all, they're starting different guys every because guys keep dropping. So their center is Berger has been very good, but the rest of their offensive line is a disaster. Yeah, uh, Seattle another disaster offensive line. This is the point in the year last year when Russell Wilson sort of went nuts. Mm-hmm. So he's playing New Orleans this week. It's yeah, the it's right a perfect to do week for him to go nuts. Although he's got good defenses coming up for the next bunch of weeks after this. So it okay, Jimmy Graham is a. Uh, Second in the league among tight ends in receiving yards. Yeah, Graham's so, been good. I'm starting him in one of my main leagues. Graham is yeah. Uh, we're, be- we're be- uh, Jimmy Graham uh, sort of disappeared for two years, but he's back. But uh, Seattle, I'm going to take in New Orleans pretty easily. Yeah, I think it should be a fun game. Uh, I'm giving the points as well. Again, Seattle's allowed ten, nine, and six points in games this year. It would be interesting if they could shut down the Breeze. I don't think they can. I just think they can outscore them. Yeah, Seattle's going to win this game. I'll say thirty-one to twenty-three. Okay. All right, Casey at Indy. That's my fifth best game of the week. Look, Indy is probably the best team in this crappy division just because Andrew Luck has been so good. He's the number two quarterback in the league according to Pro Football Focus. His defense is garbage, but it's not just – look, Indy's three and four, and they lost a couple of coin tosses there, like you know, week one against Detroit, for example. Right, that's a, right. losing to Detroit by four is a fine result. They didn't get blown out in Denver, and they beat a pretty solid Chargers team. Uh, they, you know, they have some bad losses, three points in Jacksonville, three points in overtime in Houston. And they don't – I don't know. I, I Part of me thinks, like, well, these teams are equally bad and – No, no. Casey, I mean, Casey's a very good team. I disagree. Casey's a top-10 team. No, no, no. I'm saying the – I meant – I meant oh, uh, oh, the, the South, South teams are equally yeah. bad. But Houston, that already has four wins and already beat Indianapolis, like, definitely has an edge. And they haven't played Jacksonville yet. So I, I'm still sticking with Houston. Houston's going to win that division. Yeah, one of the things that's – oh, even with the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah, because, I mean, they've won games. They beat Houston – they, you know, they beat Tennessee. They actually have a win against Kansas City, which is impressive. Um, yeah, I think they're going to win. Yeah. Um, well, Indy's problem is, you know, they, they had that loss at home to the Jaguars, so that divisional loss could come back and hurt them. Uh, Indy actually has the best uh, point differential in the division. All of them are negative, obviously. This, um, you know, one of the things that Bill and Sal talked about on their podcast this week was all about how, you know, there's no big lines. There's only one seven-point line, and everything else is less than that this week. Mm-hmm. These games are all toss-ups. Like Kansas City at Indy. Kansas City is the much better team, but Indy's at home. I'm going to take Kansas City, but yeah, I could see Indy winning this game, which is why I have it number five on my list. I really like Kansas City. Yeah, you take Kansas City as well? Yeah, I like them. All right. Okay, number four on my list, the Philadelphia Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. I still don't buy the Eagles. I have them 12 in my power rankings. I see ESPN has them 12 as well. Here's the thing. They, again, as we said, the, the game against the Vikings was mostly a fluke. Their defense played well, but, you know, they have a good pass rush. But, you know, everybody can get pass rush against the Vikings. They still had they had that really impressive win against Pittsburgh. And, you know, beating the Vikings obviously is an impressive win. But they haven't really done anything on the road. And so I think they're going into Dallas. Dallas coming off a bye. I think Dallas is going to win this game pretty easily. I mean, Dallas just hammered the Bengals and the Packers, and then they had a bye. Dallas is yeah, exactly. The game. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, even though Philly's four and two, I don't think they're a top ten team, and I think they're about to be four and three. I mean, Dallas wins this game. They got Cleveland next week. They're going to go to seven and one. Yeah, 
I mean, schedule gets much harder after that, but still. When we talked about Dallas two weeks ago, we both said Romo was definitely going to get the job back. You still feel that way? I think he will. I think he shouldn't. But you still, but you think he will? All right. So next week he comes in against Cleveland. When does he play? Mm, I, I just don't know if he's healthy. That that you know that that complicates things. He's he's not even practicing this week, so I don't know about Cleveland next week. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're almost holding him out now to avoid the issue. I mean, he's not dumb. He's going to know that he's healthy at some point in the next two, three weeks. It's going to come in. Well, it's not about him, but it's about you know, trying to avoid the public, you know. Well, uh, yeah, but they care about him. Yeah. All right. The number three game of the week to me, a, a game between uh, two teams that are not winning teams, uh, Arizona 3-3-1 three, three, and one at Carolina 1-5. and five. This is just – it's the last stand for the Carolina Panthers. This is an absolute must-win. I mean, most of them are must-wins on the, here, here on out, but – this is a must, must win. They they absolutely murdered this team in the NFC Championship just a few months ago. It's crazy to remember that. Um, Cam's healthy. Everybody's healthy. They got no excuses here. I mean, their secondary is terrible, obviously, but you know that's just what they're going to have to deal with all year. So um, that's why this is the number three game. If Carolina loses, we can we can forget about them for the rest of the season, even in that garbage division. But um, I'm going to take Carolina. I think that they're going to get the win again. They're coming off a bye. If they are anything close to what we thought they were, they have to do it this week. Uh. I like Carolina. I, I think that they are going to get much better as the season goes on, but I, I just think Arizona's too good for them right now. So you're going to take Arizona. Yeah, and I don't even think their season's over at one and six, to be honest. Well, again, the, the the only saving grace is their division. You know, both of the Souths are so they have bad. Some tough games. They have to still have to go to Seattle. They still have uh, Kansas City and San Diego at home. Well, hold on. Okay, so let's say they lose this week to fall to one and six. Yeah. Uh, they go. They play at the Rams the next yeah, week. That's What's a your win. prediction there? They, a win. Okay, two and six at home against Kansas City. A tough game. Let's say they win that. All right, three and six. At home against the Saints on Let's Thursday night. Let's say they night. win that. All right, so four and six. Then at Oakland. These I'm are all real, tough games, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say they lose the next two games, and they go to four and All right, eight. they lose to – then they're four and seven, four and eight. And then they're four the and eight, then they got to win out. The last four games are winnable, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the last four games are easy. They got an easy December. Hmm. Um, not that – I mean, not that easy. None of them are locks. San Diego, well, Washington, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. When you're one and six, you don't have any locks. Of course not. Uh, yeah, they're going seven and nine. I take it back. I, I, I think that there is a good team in that team, but I, I, I think the season's gotten away from them now. Now that I look at it, yeah. The pr- the problem is frankly, if they win this week, by the way, they're making the playoffs. If they could beat Arizona, then God bless them. They're, well, I have them winning this week, and I have well, them finishing eight and eight, and I have them, I have them, Atlanta and Tampa all finishing eight and eight. Okay, but I have Tampa winning the division because they're going to have the best division. I hate record when you have dumb like you make the tiebreakers for yourself. That's in- asinine. Just no, the t- tie. Hold on, Akiva. Everybody would agree that if those three teams all finish eight and eight, Tampa makes the playoffs because the first tiebreaker in the division. Why well, wouldn't know, everyone agree? If you asked 100 people, like two people would agree, and the other 98 people would call you a virgin and go yeah. and, like, run away from you. <laughs> but Akiva, Tampa went into yeah. Atlanta and won. They went into Carolina and won. So mm-hmm. they they win those tiebreakers. That's how it works. I understand what you're saying. I'm but not getting down to a fourth tiebreaker. You're here. making like bogus tiebreakers based on your predictions. Like, oh my God. Yeah, well, but but if they all finish 8-8, eight eight, if they're all you're tied they all every tiebreaker already. If the If the teams end with the same records, yes. Okay. Because the only way Tam- the only way Tampa wouldn't win the tiebreaker is if they lose the rest of their divisional games, and if they lose the rest of the divisional games, they're not going to end up tied with those teams. They're going to have a worse record. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm saying that if they end up tied, um, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. All right, fast. So okay, so you're going to pick Arizona. I'm going to pick Carolina. Um, all right, the number two game of the week: San Diego Chargers against the Denver Broncos. 
San Diego just beat them two weeks ago. Now they get the rematch in Denver. I've had San Diego in my top 10 power rankings for a couple of weeks. I'm quite proud of that. Um, they proved it again. They went into Atlanta and won. San Diego's three and four and easily could be six and one. One of my problems with Denver is like they're such a solid team. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to play an important game on a Sunday in, you know, in January. And they're unwatchable. They're so boring. Yeah. Well, the problem is that Trevor Simeon. I mean, their running game is decent. Their defense, their defense yeah, but they're is just not an interesting team to watch. No, it's it when when like Miller's running your head, it's interesting. But well, do you still do you feel that way about the Vikings and a lot of these in Seattle, a lot of these other defense first teams? It's a big problem. I think that I think that there is a lot. It's one of the like the fifty factors why interest is down. But even though Peyton Manning was abysmal last year and he shouldn't even still been playing, he's still Peyton Manning. He's Peyton Manning. You turn in to see if he you know him play where you don't turn in like. Who are the stars in the league right now? You know, and one of the stars is out for the year Watt, but the quarterbacks are pretty healthy. Really, the, the only quarterback for the year is Bridgewater, who nationally is irrelevant. Um, so who are the big stars? Like, you have Tom Brady. Fine. That's that's tier one. And then, you Cam know, Rodgers there. So then you have Cam Newton. Okay, but his team is one and six. In Cam Newton was as big a star as anybody last year. Though. Yeah, but I'm saying his team is barely in the NFL this season. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, who, you know, was basically a wrestling heel. But Okay. Like, he doesn't even have fans. He just has, like, haters, but okay. Yeah, it's funny, because then you compare him to a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who's literally a rapist, and yet... Uh, oh, no, but Roethlisberger also, like, he, he's a big name, but he doesn't, because of, like, what you said, like, he doesn't have a... He's not in commercials. He doesn't have a following. Like, kids don't wear his jerseys on the street outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't who are, like, the stars? Too. There's no stars. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr.? Odell is a star. Odell is a star, no doubt. Yeah. And Eli, you know... He's had a lot of problems. Julio Jones... A little bit anonymous. I mean, he's a star caliber player. He's, you know, yeah. maybe the most exciting player. I mean, player Anto- Antonio Brown is a star, obviously. Le'Veon Bell's a star. Yeah. Yeah. But David again, Johnson's you're not being like Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers are going into Denver to oh, face CJ yeah. Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders. And the I mean, what, what, Antonio Brown's in commercials. You know, Brown is like a star, but, I, you know, when you talk about quarterbacks, the, the, the list is short right now. Yeah. Who's moving the needle? Not so many guys. Ryan right. Fitzpatrick. Okay, so anyway, so San Diego, I'm all about San Diego. Uh, th- you know, yeah, I like them too. They could beat anybody. They really can. They're not going to be able to get to better than nine and seven just because of you know sort of the bad luck the way they started their season with all those terrible losses. But they can beat anybody. They're going to go into Denver. I mean, Denver's going to win this game. You know, I don't think San Diego's sweeping Denver this year, but it's going to be a good game to watch. I mean, they've given up thirty points four times already. Uh, they did hold Denver to thirteen, which is pretty good. Yeah, but they're scoring 30 over everybody. Yeah, so. I, but every single game is like 33-30, 34-31. The only game they didn't was, you know, the, the Denver game, which they won 21-13. That was the game they They win this up. game. And, uh, but but Simeon didn't play that game, so. Last week was a miracle, obviously. Now they're 3-4. and four. If they could win the Denver game, they're going to get to 6-4 and because they host Tennessee and Miami before they're by. Yeah. And then they come they out of the Texans and Buccaneers. They get to 8-4. Oh, their schedule, I mean, the last week of the And they year, got the Browns. That's nine. After Denver, the hardest game they have left is Kansas City in Week 17 at home. The schedule is actually maybe the easiest. Well, they got to add Carolina. Yeah, that might be a, like that might be Derek Anderson and like the one in ten Panthers. Who knows? Well, what, Cam Newton's just going to retire. I mean, I feel like if you're one in ten, what, sometimes what happens? I don't know. You don't, one in ten. You just said that Carol that the that, that Carolina is going to be eight and eight and make the playoffs if they win this week. All of a sudden, if they win and if they lose, they the season's over. So who cares what they do? The, one thing you don't maybe you don't know because the Vikings are always so dominant. Is sometimes when your team is one and eight, guys just like all end up on the IR. 
you know, with like niggling injuries because yeah, because the Vikings don't have anybody on the IR this week. Yeah, I'm joking. True. I'm just saying like sometimes it rains it pours and everyone ends up getting hurt and then your offensive lineman get hurt and then your quarterback gets hurt and then nah, everyone Cam, 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 Cam Newton's gonna play if he's healthy. Okay, quarterback, quarterbacks, you know, big name quarterbacks don't sit. All right, uh, this isn't the NBA where guys just sit the last month of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so um, and then the number one game of the week to me is the Packers at the Falcons. What are your thoughts on this game? It's a really interesting game. You know, Green Bay looks like a different team every week. It's hard to really know what to expect of them. I was all on board the Dan Quinn uh, bandwagon last year, and I jumped off before this year stupidly. Nah, smartly. Okay. They still stink. I, I mean, the Packers are good. They lost to two of the top five teams. They lost to the Vikings and the Texans and, and the, and the uh, Cowboys. Yeah, but they haven't looked that impressive against anybody. I mean, no, they haven't like looked this, impressive against anybody. It's I like, mean, oh, Aaron Rodgers is back his first 300-yard game in like a season and a half. Right, but the, he, Chicago, the Chicago win is irrelevant. They beat the yeah, Giants. Yeah, it took him 60 passes. They're a bunch of dink and dunk. Like, he can't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. He's they, got they, all his receivers back, so what's the excuse? Right. They won close games against Jacksonville, Detroit, and the Giants. So, And the Chicago game doesn't even count as an NFL game because they weren't playing against anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we'll learn a lot about them. If, if they're a team that has any chance of being the Super Bowl, then you want to see them go into Atlanta and win this week. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay's gone into Atlanta and won this year. San Diego's gone into Atlanta and won this year. That's not exactly difficult. So I have the Packers winning this game. What about you? Now I'm going to pick Atlanta. I like the home team here. All right, you have Atlanta. Uh, what did you I'm think? On, by I'm the way, back about- on the Dan Quinn bandwagon. Okay. Um, that's that's the late game. By the way, there's only two late games this week because of all the buys. It's San Diego at Denver on CBS and Green Bay and Atlanta on Fox. So those yeah, are two I mean great San Diego games. at Denver. They yeah, they, it's like a, that's the national game. I think. Um, but either way, no, those Green, Bay, Green Bay and Atlanta is a national game because Denver. Well, I, well, Green Bay and Atlanta is the game that they flex into four. Like that's the game. The Denver game would be at 4 p.m. no matter what because it's a West Coast game. But Atlanta would be at 1 p.m. They move that to 4 p.m. to get the eyeballs. Um, yeah, the thing correct. is that the World you're... Series, I believe. Let me check the schedule. Yeah. Uh, game five of the World Series is Sunday, although that's Sunday night. So nobody's going to watch that Philadelphia Dallas game. Well, the Cubs are about to I don't know. Oh, oh, you, oh if, if it's an actual clincher, well, it can't be. I don't think at this point the clincher. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the Cubs are going to the next three games. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, Green Bay Atlanta is. is I, It's not really a standalone caliber game like, you know, New England Pittsburgh last week would be, where they don't really need to put anything against it. Uh, you know, next week, Indiana Green Bay, that's like a pretty standalone caliber game. Dallas Pittsburgh, about as big a game as you could get. The, the truth is, people wonder, like, why the night games are down, but CBS and Fox get the best games. Yeah. Like, listen, listen to their slate because they could, they could move any one o'clock game to four o'clock game when they have a national game very easily. So, the, the, the late national games, rest, rest of the game, tell me if there's a bad one, okay? Green Bay, Atlanta, India, Green Bay, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Philly, Seattle, KC at Denver. Um, that's probably the weakest one, but that that's the Thanksgiving week. So you have six good teams playing on uh, on Thursday, and Green Bay, Philly playing Monday. So you don't have a lot of options for flipping that. Uh, if you you know, Cincy, Baltimore, you could flip, but that's really it. Then you have Giants, Steelers, Seattle, Green Bay, New England, Denver, Arizona, Seattle, and and you, they don't decide the last one until. Yeah. Uh, but that's a you know that's a really good slate of games. That, you want to hear the Monday night games going forward? Oh, they're going to be ugly. Okay, so this week, Minnesota at Chicago. Ugly. Ugly. Buffalo at Seattle, actually not a bad game. Uh, uh, Seattle should win that easily. Cincy at, at the Giants, not a terrible game. Yeah, that's okay. Houston at Oakland, abysmal. 
That's not terrible. From a TV perspective, that's an abysmal game. Two two, like no non-national teams. Green Bay at Philly, very good game. Indy at the Jets, a horror show in in December. The schedule's not as terrible as I thought. Baltimore at New England might be decent. Carolina at Washington, probably bad, but maybe Washington's in the playoff race. And then it ends with Detroit at Dallas, which is okay. So actually, the Monday night schedule gets better the rest of the, the way. I mean, Thursday night has some clunkers left. Obviously, Jacksonville, Tennessee is about the worst game you could get, but... Atlanta-Tampa Bay is a terrible national game. Cleveland-Baltimore is an abysmal national game. Uh, New Orleans at Carolina is a horrible national game. It might be an exciting football game, like 40. Yeah, that'll be a game. But, but nobody cares about it. Uh, you know, both those teams stink. I mean, uh, you got Drew Brees and Cam Newton. Those are two of the biggest stars in the world. But they have one monster game. They have Dallas-Minnesota, one of the biggest games of the year in, in December. That's a really good one. Oakland-Kansas City, not great. And then there's just a lot of, like, Saturday games. They actually did, they did something cool this year, which is... When Sunday's December 25th, they move the games to Saturday the 24th. Yeah, but they got two games on Sunday. Yeah, they moved two games to Sunday, which is smart. They should have done three. They should have done one, four, and eight. Yeah, but the families, like, people are going to get divorced if they're watching football all day on Christmas. Not me, baby. Not <laughs> well, you. Not me either. But, yeah. 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 The schedule, yeah, and they have a Saturday night game week 15. Those Saturday night games late in the season are very clutch also. And the yeah. the uh, the Thanksgiving slate is, is pretty solid. Minnesota-Detroit, very solid game. Washington-Dallas, solid game. And Pittsburgh Indy, very solid game. I mean, Indy sucks, but they're gonna, they're you know probably gonna be leading their division or close to yeah, it. And they still score point. a lot of points, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a pretty solid. So, so you sound pretty up actually in all these schedules. Yeah. So forward. the schedule is much better going forward than it has been the rest of the year. Yeah. I take everything back. Everything. All right. So we had a rough October, which is good because the the Jewish holidays. I didn't get seen even. Anyway. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were sort of out of it. Now we're like really locked in. From here going forward, we're gonna be going like. We're going to be putting up 15 ones in our predictions every week the rest of the year, basically. Yeah, come listen to us. Bill Simmons is checking out because he's turning to the NBA now. So this should be your podcast to go to. Yeah, it's just us. You want to hear two idiots We're watching all, I'd say going forward, we're going to watch the all 22 of every game. We're going to be, you know, between the two of us, we'll watch uh, <laughs> not even the condensed on Game Pass. We're going to watch like with the commercials. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah we got to see the commercials. We got to see coming back from commercial, you know, is it sponsored by Bud Light? You know, how does that That's right. the game? You know, it's the condensed. I like watching the condensed, like after a holiday or something, you don't know who won. The problem is they don't, like, they don't show the place. You don't know injuries. So you'll be like, wait a second. Like, how is, you know, Connor Shaw in the game? Like, yeah, what happened exactly. to the first three string quarterbacks? Yeah, it goes really quickly. Um, question. Next week, should we do power rankings? Should we do No, we promised the power rankings. So I think next week is a team power rankings. Okay. I mean, I do it every week anyway, so. We'll do power rings, and then we could do. We'll do. We have quarterback and coach power rings to come. Rest yeah, of I would like to. I would like to update my my quarterback rankings. I'm looking at my preseason quarterback yeah, we could, rankings. We could, we could do a whole month of rankings. We could do. We could do November's rankings month, and we can do yeah. teams, quarterbacks, coaches, and uh, cheerleaders. I don't know what we'd rank the fourth week. <laughs> just can I just Stadium date some of my foods. when I when I ranked the NFL quarterbacks before the season? A couple of rankings that have definitely changed since then. Yeah, I had Aaron sure. Rodgers number one. Okay, now he's he's like, lost that. Yeah. I had Matt Ryan down at number 12. He's obviously moved up. Yep. I had Matt Stafford at 15. He's obviously moved up. Yeah, he's like one. I had Ryan Tannehill at 19. He's gone down. Blake Bortles, 20. He's gone down. Cutler, mm-hmm. 21. He's gone down. Mariota, 22. He's gone down. Wow, gone down from 22. That's pretty bad for me. Yeah. Osweiler, 25. He's gone down. Yep. <laughs> Although at the bottom, it gets really ugly. I mean, uh, uh, Sam Bradford at 26. He's gone up, obviously. A little bit. Carson Wentz at, Carson Wentz at 30. He's gone up. Yeah. Trevor Simeon, 31, he's gone up just because he has. Well, that's why to. I think we should wait a couple weeks for the quarterback rings. Yeah. It's like, where do you rank Wentz right now? I need to see a little bit more of Wentz. I had Carson Wentz at 30. Where would but... you rank Dak Prescott? I think that's maybe the most interesting guy in the league right now. I had Tony Romo ranked at six. Yeah, but Prescott is, you know, probably. So Prescott's better than, than Romo, but you don't have him in your top 10? 
I feel like I feel like you can make a strong. Oh no, case. Prescott hasn't been better. Again, when we last saw Romo in 2014, he was the best quarterback in the NFL that year. Literally, he had you know he led the league in quarterback rating. So I don't know if Prescott, you know, assuming a healthy Romo, Prescott's not been better than healthy Romo. Prescott's had one or two good games. Other than that, he's been mostly you know sort of a, a game manager. So, I mean, what I wouldn't do for a game manager who never throws interceptions. Oh, oh I, I would take if I the Dak with Dak Prescott, the Vikings would be six and zero, and you know, running away with things. So. Well, uh, that's I mean, who in in this pretend in this pretend scenario, who's the Cowboys quarterback? Sam Bradford. In which pretend scenario? <laughs> like the one where Dak Prescott is the Vikings quarterback. Oh well, Dak Prescott's what a fourth round draft pick. Anybody could have had him. Oh, so you guys are like going to retroactively get information yeah. and draft him in the third round? Or yeah, Lacron Twedwell, our first round draft pick, hasn't got on the field, and the Vikings are desperate for receivers. So I don't know what happened there. He was supposed. To, everybody said it was a good pick. Everybody said he was the best receiver in the draft, and not working out that way so far. Anyway, all right. I think that's enough for this week. You guys yeah, got two. two I, I feel like we did two. Next week we should do zero. Is that okay? <laughs> you just promised power rankings. Now you're saying no podcast next. I week? meant the next podcast we do. We're gonna have power rankings. Uh, all right. No, we'll be back next week. Okay. You gonna sign off? Well, remember we used to have like last year. Sometimes I wouldn't be on the Sunday shows, and you would have like a fan of the Steelers or a random team. The hell are you talking about? That never happened. Yeah, it happened a bunch of times last year. No, it never happened. Yeah, you would have like, oh, there's a big like Steelers Broncos game. You're gonna have like the no, no, Steelers no. and Broncos. No, we we bring them on for like a five minute segment, and maybe you wouldn't be on that segment. But we never oh, I was had a definitely never on that segment. I, I never heard any of them. No, yeah, you t- you talked to Zach Sosnar, our Bengals fan, a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, but yeah, we, you never. Heard, the only time that you haven't been on a podcast at all was we did one or two of those in the 32 fans in 32 days this season, i'm asking like, when can i not be on a podcast again? yeah well i mean nobody's really forced you to do any of this obviously so no i'm just teasing i'm just teasing. Right. Uh, you know Time all right you're gonna sign off uh, what's my sign off my sign off it's, it's what's yeah. my sign off uh, that's terrible okay bye For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.